but it's also important in a relationship between you and God. Communication between spouses allows them to, to know each other, to know each other's thoughts, to know each other's hearts, to know each other's mind, feelings. Because when you know someone, there will be no misunderstanding. There will be no assumptions because you know that person because of your constant communication. When we communicate with God and to spend that intimate face-to-face interaction with Him on a regular basis, we get to know His heart. We get to know His mind. We get to know His ways. And we get to know His will. A strong communication makes for a healthy and strong relationship. And Jesus got away often, and you'll see, you'll notice in the scriptures, he always tried to get away, to try to get along with God, because he knew how important it was to communicate with the Father. It was necessary to get away and be alone with God. And I got to tell you that unless we understand the necessity of praying, We'll never make prayer a priority in our lives. It is so necessary. But prayer should be at the top of our list. Look over in uh, verse 36 of Mark chapter 1. Because after Jesus went away to pray alone, Simon and his companions was looking for him and they finally found him. He says, Simon and his companions searched for him. And verse 37 says, they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. You ever try getting away to pray, trying to get along with God, and somehow someone interrupts you? Either your spouse is calling you, or your children is interrupting you, or you get a phone call, or your neighbor is mowing the lawn. But there's always some sort of distraction or interruption in your time alone. Well, Peter and his companions interrupted Jesus in a very important time. And the implication here is, Jesus, what are you doing here alone? When the needs of the world are screaming for your help. He says, the people need you. They're looking for you. But notice Jesus' response. In verse 38, Jesus says, let's go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So Jesus' response reveals the purpose of prayer. Jesus, rather than seeking the will of man, sought the will of God before he began his day. And because he did, he was able to receive instructions from the Lord. See, the disciples wanted Jesus to continue ministering to the needs of the people in Capernaum. But God had other ideas. How many of you know That God is on a different schedule than you and I. And that God's agenda is far different than our agenda. And what we need to do is to make prayer a priority in our lives so that we can sink into his schedule. So that his schedule and his agenda can be our schedule and our agenda. Are you hearing me this evening? So there was, so Jesus needed to get away from the crowds And the constant needs that they had for the purpose of knowing God's direction and God's guidance. And Jesus was not moved by the pressure of ministry. He was not moved by the pressures of the needs of the people. He was not moved by any other urgency. 
because he was locked in and synced in to find out what the will of God was for that day. In a world where nobody can do anything or everything, we need to get along with God in prayer so that we can know when to let things go and when to move forward. Whenever we have to make a decision, whether it's walking in the aisle and saying, I do, or dating someone or changing jobs or relocating to another state or another town, whatever major decision you got to make, before you do that, you need to go to God and find out what his agenda is for your life. You need to find out what his schedule is for you. He says, Lord, what do you have me scheduled for this day? Who do you have me to call today? Who do you have me to talk to today? Who do you have me scheduled to pray for today? We need to find out what God's agenda is for your day. And just like Jesus... We need the same guidance and direction from God as he did. Prayer is not for our will to be done. It's very important to hear. The purpose for Jesus making prayer a priority is to stay in tune with God. So that not only develop an intimacy with God, but to know the will of God. To know God's plan for that day. How many of you know that God has a plan for you each day? And how many of us take the time to find out what his plans are for that day? And sometimes, you know, I'm guilty of it too. We get caught up in our daily schedules. We have schedules that we live by. We have schedules to go by. We have appointments to keep. And we're caught up with those things. But when we make prayer a priority, we stop everything and find out, Lord, what is your agenda for the day? What are you scheduled for me here? What, what is it that you have for me today? And we need to develop that practice in our lives. In Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus was preaching or, or teaching the disciples on how to pray, he says this, because understand that Jesus did not come here to do his will. He came to do God's will. And this is what he said in prayer. He says, in this manner, I want you to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Notice whose will be done. Not our will. Not your will. His will to be done. So our manner of prayer often sounds like this. Lord, do this for me. And when you're finished doing this for me, I want you to do this for me. And then this for me. And while you're at it, do that for me. That's how we pray. The whole idea of prayer seems to revolve around the idea of getting God to accomplish our will by his power. That is our mentality and our attitude. But Jesus, and understand this, Jesus, have, after having a long night of ministering to people, could have justified the fact that, you know what, I had a long night, I'm going to sleep in this morning. I'm going to stay in bed. How many of you ever liked wanting to sleep in? We've all loved to sleep in, right? There were times when we had a long night or maybe we were up late or we had just whatever it was. And and then we have this opportunity to sleep in. And how many of you try to sleep in and that never works? That never happens. But Jesus had that opportunity to want to sleep in. He had this opportunity to stay in Capernaum. 
to minister to the other needs of the people that he never got to. But before he made a decision, before he decided what to do, before he scheduled people into his agenda, he got away alone to have that intimate one-on-one face-to-face communication with God to find out what God's will was. And it turned out that God had other plans for that day. So instead he chose to seek God's direction first for the day at hand. And he made prayer a priority before everything and everyone. I'm going to say that again. He made prayer a priority before everything and everyone. How many of you had to push plans because of somebody? Or how many of you had to push away your plans or push aside your own plans or your own agendas for something that come up in your life? But when it comes to prayer, it must always be a priority before everything and everyone, just as Jesus did. And even though prayer is a Face-to-face interaction with God, communicating with God, it is a private prayer. But how many of you know that private prayer has great public impact? Because it enables you to know where God wants you to go and what God wants you to do. Are you hearing me? The people in the villages of all Galilee experienced the power of God simply because Jesus made his prayer a priority that day. There were some people in Galilee that needed to see Jesus, that needed to experience the power of God, that needed to experience the presence of God. Jesus didn't know that until he got along with God and found out what God had scheduled for him that day. And so the priority of Jesus that Jesus placed in prayer made a difference in the lives of the people and the communities around him because he took the time to pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying this, this evening? We must make prayer a priority because God has something scheduled. He has an agenda for that day. And unless we take the time and make prayer a priority, we'll never know what he has for us. And imagine how many, uh, imagine the things that, that, that we miss out on by not taking the time to find out what God has scheduled for us that day. Imagine the people that could have been blessed By taking the time to pray and knowing what God has for you. Imagine the people that uh, that wants to bless you. See, God knows how to put you in the right place to either be a blessing to people or have people bless you. But you'll never know that unless you take the time to find out what God has scheduled for you. In verse 39, Jesus says, Well, the Bible says that he went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out the demons. And all the people in Galilee was able to benefit from Jesus because Jesus took the time to pray. Otherwise, if Jesus had not made prayer a priority, he still would be in the city of Capernaum, ministering to people. And although he may be affecting people's lives, he may be healing But he'll be outside of the will of God. Because it wasn't part of God's plan or agenda. But Jesus always knew God's plan. Always knew God's agenda. Because he always made prayer a priority in his life. And he serves the perfect example. But Jesus, like so many of us, needed to get away from the noise. From the crowd and all the voices. So that we can be alone So that we can hear from God. 
Because God wants to speak to us. There are some things that God wants to say to us. There's some things that God wants to give us. There's some things, there's some direction that God wants to take us. But if we don't take the time to make prayer a priority so that we can stand before God and have that face-to-face interaction and communication with our Father, how else will we know what God wants us to do for that day? I just imagine going through a day, missing out, on what God had for me because I never took the time to pray and seek his face. Because I never took the time to pray and find out what God's schedule is for me. And people, I don't want to miss out on anything. I don't want to miss out what God has for me. But God did not, Jesus did not come to do his will. He did not come to do man's will. He didn't come to fulfill his own agenda. Or to follow his own schedule. He came to do God's will. Look at John chapter 5 and verse 30 as I get ready to close. John chapter 5 and verse 30 says this. And I'm going to read that from the Amplified Version. Jesus says, I'm able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord. But only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I'm bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision, and my judgment is right, just, and righteous. Because I do not seek or consult my own will, I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, my own agenda, my own schedule, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. Jesus was committed to make prayer his priority because he wanted to hear God's voice and know God's direction. And like he says, I didn't come here to do my own will, but I come to seek and consult with the Father and hear what he has to say and what he orders me to say or to do. That's what he lived for and that's what we need to live for as well. He came to do the will of the Father and the Father wanted him to cover the village throughout all of Galilee. And again, he wouldn't have not done that he would not have been able to touch the lives of people. He would not, the people of Galilee would not have been able to experience the power of God had Jesus taken the time and make prayer his priority for that day. And this is the purpose for prioritizing prayer. However, it seems like the primary purpose of prayer is, for many, is to try to figure out how to make God serve you. How to make God your servant. Lord, I need you to do this for me. Lord, I need you to do that for me. Lord, I need you to go get that person. Lord, I need you to tap that person on the shoulder and remind them of that person. That person owes me something, Lord. Touch that person. But when we look at Jesus' life, his teachings or his prayer or his example teaches us that the purpose of prayer is to help us become more an effective servant for him. Because we'll never know how to serve God effectively unless we make prayer a priority. Unless we get strict instructions from God as to how to minister to someone or who to minister to. You know, have you ever wanted to minister to someone but didn't know how? But when you take the time to pray and ask God, Lord, how do I speak to this person? What do I say to this person? 
How can I be a blessing to this person? How can I be effective in reaching this person? And watch that God will speak to you and tell you and give you the instructions that you need in order to be effective in that person's life. But that's only because you made prayer a priority in your life. So, as I close, let me leave you with this last thought. We need to make prayer habitual, not situational. We don't want to pray whenever we find ourselves in a situation. We want to pray because it's what we do habitually. It's what we do as a matter of lifestyle. It's what we do because it's something we need to do. It's, something, it's a necessity in our lives. There's an urgency to want to pray. There should be an urgency to want to pray. It is necessary that we pray. Jesus needed to pray, so how much more do we need to pray? But let's not pray merely by situation. Let's pray because it's become a habit. And becomes, it becomes natural to us. It becomes an everyday lifestyle for us. So I hope you get encouraged by that. And let me encourage you. Make prayer a priority in your life. And now I'm not saying you have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. But if you want to do that, that's fine. But however you pray or whenever you pray, make sure it's a priority. Make sure you start off the day asking God, Lord... Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to speak to? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? What is your schedule for my life? And God will show you. Amen? Tonight we're going to pray. And we're going to... We're going to pray over three things this uh, this evening. I keep saying morning. I don't know why. Uh, And also we're going to take the time to pray for some prayer requests that we have also. Uh, But one of the things we want to pray about is we want to pray for the lost. We want to do that because it's something that God desires for us to do. The Bible says it's his desire that all men come to the knowledge of the truth. The Bible tells us that God does not want any man to perish, but to have life more abundantly. So we want to pray for the lost souls so that they can also enjoy life abundantly. So they can have hope because understand this, those that are lost are people who either rejected Christ, who don't believe in Christ, who just don't believe anything at all. But these are people who have no hope because they're without God. And without God, there is no hope. There's no eternal future for them as far as heaven is concerned. But their eternal destiny is eternal punishment. So that's a motivation for us to want to pray for the lost. And also, and I'm sure that there are some people that we love, people that we know, family members that that are lost. And we want to take the time to pray for them as well. We also want to pray for broken families, especially in the body of Christ. Families that have been broken because of uh, death, uh, because of abuse. Uh, divorce or for whatever circumstances and it's caused division and broken up the families and there are families out there that need healing that need to be reunited that need to be restored 
And we want to be able to pray for those families. And of course, our third topic, our third prayer target is for our leaders. The Bible says that we have to pray for our leaders. So in, in obedience to, to God's word, we want to do that tonight. And we should be doing that every night. We're going to pray for our newly elected president, President Biden, and the vice president, Kamara Harris. And we're also going to pray for our, the newly appointed cabinet members. We want to pray for our members of Congress. We want to pray for our, our leaders in, in the state and local level as well. Because they need prayer. They need our prayers. And um, <clears throat> in order to lead this country and lead our cities or our towns... Excuse me. They need that prayer. So that's what we're going to be doing tonight. So let's start off by praying for the lost. And if you'll join me, those who are watching by live stream, join me tonight as we pray for the lost. And if there's someone in your mind that you know that needs prayer, focus on them as well. Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we come to you today, praying for the world, Lord, that doesn't know you. World that, that have rejected you. A world that don't believe in you, Lord God. A, 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 a world, Lord God, that has turned their back on you. And Father, we pray for those individuals in this world who don't know you. And we pray, Father God, that they'll come to a place where they'll come to know you in a personal and real way. We pray, Father God, that they'll come to a Damascus road where they'll begin to experience and, in, and encounter you, Lord God. Encounter your presence, encounter your goodness, encounter your love. Father, that they may know that you're truly God. Father, we pray that you send laborers their way. Or Lord God, that you cause circumstances, Father God, that will get their attention, allow them to see that you are God and that you truly exist. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you pour upon this church a spirit of evangelism and give us the, the boldness and the utterance to speak forth your word, Father God, in such a way that people need to hear and father that you give them ears to hear what the spirit of god is saying as we bring the gospel to them father god and father help us to bring the gospel with such power in such clarity father god but with simplicity in a manner that they can understand it in a manner that will affect them a manner father god that will cause a change in their lives father we pray for the lost souls because these are a people that have no hope because they are without you. And Lord, without you, Father God, they, are, they will perish according to your word. And Father, we know that this is not your desire or your will. Because of your love for the world that you gave your only son, you don't want no man, no woman to perish. And so, Father, that's our desire as well. We don't want to see anyone perish, but we want them to, to come to the knowledge of the truth. We want them to come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that they'll come to a place, Lord God, where they'll come to know and understand and acknowledge your will and your purpose. Father, they'll come to, knowledge, to, to acknowledge the truth about the Lord Jesus. Father, they'll come to know that their sins have already been forgiven. That the blood of Jesus had wiped, away, that wiped their sins away clean. Father God, let them know, Father God, that you've restored them, Father. All they needed to do is just simply believe and receive the wonderful gift that you provided them. 
Father, let them understand. Let them come to see it. Open up the eyes, Lord God. Open up their ears, Lord God. Remove the blindness from their eyes, Father, so that they may see. And take out the west from their ears that they may hear, Lord God, the truth of the gospel. And Lord, that the gospel be such a powerful uh, uh, powerful uh, thing to them, Lord God, that it'll cause them to transform their lives by simply hearing the truth. And Father, your word says that the truth will make them free. And Lord, I pray that they will be set free from the bondages. Father God, from the sin and death. Lord, that they'll be set free and delivered, Father God, from every stronghold, Lord God. Father God, that they'll be free, Lord God, from ignorance of knowing who you are. Father, we pray for these individuals, Lord God, throughout the world. And we pray for their salvation. We pray that they'll receive the gift of salvation. We pray that they'll come to know that there is a gift of salvation. And that there is a God, a supreme being, a great and mighty God who loves them. And have demonstrated your love through the sacrifice of your son Jesus. Father, if they'll only come to know this, Lord God. If they'll only come to know how much love you have for them. Lord, let them experience that love. Let the Holy Spirit begin to move and shape their hearts, Lord God, and soften up their hearts to open up the doors of their lives and to receive Jesus in their hearts. Father, we pray for the lost uh, in our own families, Lord God, in our own inner circle, Lord God. We pray for them. Loved ones, Lord God, brothers, sisters, Aunts, uncles, fathers, mothers, grandparents, children, cousins, friends, Lord God, co-workers. Father, we pray for them. And we want nothing more, Lord God, than to see them saved and delivered, Father God, from their life. We pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, for a, a holy revival in their own hearts. Father, they'll come, uh, come alive, Father God, and be awoken, Father God, from, from their sin, from their darkness, Father God. And Lord, that you bring them the light, hallelujah, to show them the way. The light, Lord God, that exposes them, Father God, to the love that you've bestowed upon them. To expose your power, Lord God, that exposes your, your goodness and mercy. Father, let them experience your grace and mercy personally, Lord God. Hallelujah. Father, we pray, Lord God, that many will be added to your kingdom, Lord God. Hallelujah. That the book of life will be filled with names, Father God, of newly saved people, Lord God, as we pray. Many will, names will be added to your kingdom, into, in, into your book of life, Lord God. As we pray for them, as we lift them up in prayer, Lord God, whoever they may be, Father God, if we know them by name or if we don't know them by name, Father, you know who they are. We pray for them and we lift them up to you and we pray for their salvation. We pray that they'll come to know the truth of the gospel, that Jesus came and died for our sins, taking our sins upon himself. Being found guilty and condemned so that we may be found innocent. Hallelujah. And that there'll be no condemnation. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that they'll come to know that that their slate is clean. And their sins have been washed away. Father God, let them know that they've been forgiven. 
Let them know that they've been accepted. Let them know, Father God, that the doors are open, Father, for them to come to you and call you Father. And Lord, let them know that they can be called your son and your daughter. Father, we pray for these people throughout the world, throughout this town, throughout this city, throughout this state, throughout this country, and throughout this world, Father God. All those, every, every corner of the world, every little small pocket where there's someone who doesn't know you, Father, we pray that the gospel will reach them and that the Holy Spirit will move and sweep mightily, Lord God, wherever they are. Hallelujah. They cannot escape your love. They cannot escape, Father God, the truth of the gospel. So, Father, we pray. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord God. And we rejoice for the great revival. We rejoice, Father God, for the kingdom being flooded with new people. Hallelujah. New lives that are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord. And we honor you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we pray that you help us to become, to, to be urgent, Lord God, when it comes to bringing the gospel to others. Father, you put us in a position to be able to spread the news, the good news to others, Lord God. And you give us the boldness and the utterance to speak your word, Father God, in such a way, Lord, that, is, that there's power behind the word. Lord, it has nothing to do with us. We're simply vessels, Lord God, by which the gospel is brought forth. But Father, it's the Holy Spirit within us that provides the power and the utterance to speak the word in such a way that will bring change in a person's heart. (coughs) Lord, we pray that you give us that, that opportunity and that desire, Father God, to see people saved and delivered and added to your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray For the many homes that have been broken, Father God, by the many different circumstances of life. Father God, there's so much brokenness in this world. Never mind just the church alone. And Lord, we pray that you be with each family that is suffering, Lord God. We pray for that you keep these families united. Father, we pray that 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 you keep them united and 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 Lord that 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 they'll Begin to love and seek your face, Lord God. We pray, Father, you become the center of their lives, the center of their homes, and the center of their family, Lord God. We pray, Father God, you begin to uh, mend the pieces that have been broken in their lives. Father, we pray, Father, for restoration and reconciliation, Lord God, in families. We pray for each individual, Lord God, whose family has been torn apart by divorce, by abuse, by abandonment, by drugs, by alcohol, by death, by rebellion, and by other circumstances in their lives, Father God. We pray, Lord God, that you mend the pieces together and begin restoration and reconciliation. That you might bring healing in these families, Lord God. Healing in the individuals that have been broken and hurt. And restoring and reconciling and, and, and the families together. Lord, let there be forgiveness. Hallelujah. In these families. In these homes, Father God. Father, we pray. That you bring deliverance in these homes. That these homes will no longer be broken. But these homes will be repaired. By your grace and by your mercy.
repaired by forgiveness, repaired through healing, repaired through restoration and reconciliation, Lord God. We pray, Father God, for many that are here, Lord, that have come from broken homes, who are on the, on the verge of break, breaking up, Lord God. We pray for them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus that Satan will be removed, Lord God, from that home. From these families, Lord God, because we know that he is the author of division, the author of brokenness. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus as we bind the devil in these families' homes. The marriages, relationships and among children, Lord God. Father, we bring healing and restoration and unity in the home. Father God, we pray that you save these families, Lord God. Father God, we don't know where they're at, but you do. You know the, 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 the devastation, Lord God, that's been caused by the brokenness in this home. You understand the hurts. You understand the reasons for the, for, for the broken families, Lord God, and the broken homes. You see it all. You know it all, Father God. But we pray for these families, Lord God. We pray for their healing. We pray for, for their for, for coming together and being united together, Lord God. Father, we don't want to see a house divided because a house divided will not stand. But Lord, we want to see a house become united, become strong and having a strong foundation, Lord God. Father, you begin to build their lives, and Lord God, and begin to build their, these homes, Father God, by bringing healing and restoration, Father God. And Father God, for whatever reason, Lord God, we pray for deliverance, whether it be alcohol or drugs, whether it be sexual or physical abuse, Father God. We pray for healing and deliverance, Father God. And we pray, Father God, for the impossible, and that is forgiveness. That is restoration, Lord God, because you're a God of restoration. You're a God of reconciliation. You're a God of healing, Lord God. Lord, you're a God that knows and, 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 and desires to see people who are broken become whole. And Father, that's what we pray for these families, that you make them whole. How you pick up all of the pieces, Father God, and mend them together and make them strong and whole in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There may be those who are here, Lord God, today, and those that are watching live stream, who are on the verge of their home being broken up. Or maybe they've experienced broken homes, Father God, and come out of broken homes, and it's affected them emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally. But Father, we pray that healing begins in their hearts. We pray, Father God, that that. Wholeness begins by first healing. And Lord, we pray that you begin to heal, begin to the healing process in their lives so that they may be able to come to a place of forgiveness and be willing to be reconciled and be restored back to their families, Lord. Father, we pray for unity in the homes, unity in our marriages, healing in our marriages, Lord God. <clears throat> we pray for broken marriages, Lord, right now. And we pray for healing. We pray, Father God, that both husband and wife who are, 
on the verge of breaking up, who, are, 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 who have been broken, Lord God, because of the hurts and the resentment and the anger that they may have for one another. We pray that you come and intervene and begin to start a healing process in their hearts. Father, you might be able to bring them together, Lord God, and, and mend them together, Lord God, and make them whole, Lord God, and strengthen them, Father. And let them become one once again. We pray for healing in these marriages, Lord God. We pray for forgiveness in these marriages. We pray for unity and peace in these marriages, Lord God. And Father, we pray for strength and perseverance in these marriages, Father God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for President Biden. And Lord, we don't pretend to know how difficult and how great responsibility that has been placed upon the president of this country, the commander-in-chief. And Father, we pray that you give him guidance and direction, Father God, to help lead this country. Father God, that you help him, Lord God, to bring this country to a place of unity. Father, you give them the wisdom and the clarity and understanding of your perfect will, Lord God, of how to bring this country together and making them one. Father, you might remove the, the animosity and division and the hatred, Lord God, that is in this country. And Lord, that you might bring these people together through the leadership, Lord God, of our president. Father, we pray, Lord God, for his salvation. We pray, Father God, that he'll come to know you more personally, Lord God. Father, I understand, Lord God, that he has a Catholic background and he, and he attends Catholic churches on a regular basis. But Father, we pray for a greater revelation of who you are. We pray that he'll come to know you, Father God, in a way that he's never known you before. Father, that he'll have a personal revelation. And, and, and Lord, that he'll have a Damascus Road uh, encounter with you, Lord God. That he may say, you are God and there's none like you. Father, we pray for our president, Lord God. We pray that he'll come to know you in a personal way. We pray that he'll, he'll come to the knowledge of the truth, Lord God. And with that truth, Father God, you'll cause him to lead this country in a way that this country is supposed to be led. Hallelujah. With godly wisdom. With godly principles and foundation, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you'll make him to be a strong leader. And Father, that he'll make the right decisions, Father God, because he's going to be faced with many decisions. And Father, I pray that he'll be able to cross party lines, be able to bring unity among our Congress, Lord God, between the House and the Senate, between the Republicans and, and Democrats, Father God. I pray that you'll make them one and be able to work together to make this country strong and prosperous and to bring peace and unity father god in our country to make this country strong and prosperous father god in the name of jesus where the citizens of this country lord god will benefit from the leadership that president biden provides we pray for his vice president kamala harris lord god we pray also that you bring godly wisdom into her life we pray for her salvation as well father god we pray that she'll also come to know you in a personal way. And Father God, that, 
they'll both be able to say boldly and proclaim boldly that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah in their lives. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that, that they'll begin to lead this country according to the truth. And Father, they'll have a strong influence of those around them, Father God. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you begin to lead and guide them and direct them and order their steps, Father God. Make them strong leaders, Lord God. Make them and help them to make the right decisions. Help them, Father God, to, uh, with all the wisdom that you provide, Lord God, to make decisions when it comes to other countries, Father God. And Father, to, to be able to, to deal with some of the difficult situations and circumstances that, that, that are in this country, Lord. Father, help them to, to find answers, Lord. To, to solve some of the problems in this country. We pray in the name of Jesus, Father God. That you give them the right direction and answers, Father God. Because you know all things. You're the God of all wisdom. And I pray, Father God, that prayer will become a priority in their lives as they lead this country. Father, let them know and understand that they can't do anything without prayer. Let them, Father God, become more dependent upon you, Lord God, through prayer. Let prayer become prevalent in their lives and in their decision-making, Father God. Hallelujah. We pray for our president, Lord God, for his well-being and for his health. We pray for long life. We pray for strength in his body and mind. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, as you begin to protect him as well, Father God, from harm, from, from the enemies, Lord God. And Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you just, just make him strong spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, Father God. And Lord, we pray for members of Congress, Lord God. We pray for their salvation as well. We pray, Father God, that they'll be able to work together in peace and harmony and in unity, Father God. That they'll be able to cross the barriers, Father God, to be able to work together to make this country a very strong and powerful country, a prosperous nation, a nation of peace and unity. Father, they'll also come and, and be on the same page, Father God, with our president and vice president to help lead this country to make good choices and good decisions, to, to, to enforce laws, Father God, that's going to benefit the people of this country. Father, that Congress, the people, the members of Congress, Lord God, will not hold power and, 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 and be in leadership, Father God, for personal gain or for personal power. But Father, let remind them of why they took office. Remind them how they got to office. Father, remind them that people have voted for them. The people that they represent voted for them and put them in office. Let them not lose sight, Lord God, of why they're there and what the responsibilities are. That is to represent us, to help make this country a wonderful place to live. Father, we pray, Lord, that you remove the, the, the division and, and, and selfishness, Lord God, and, and personal agendas, Lord God, uh, from, from Congress and from, from the leadership of Congress, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that you fill their hearts with, with uh, conviction, Father God, and with good conscience, Lord God. That, Father God, that, that in their hearts, they can't even do what's wrong because of the conviction that you put in their hearts to do what is right. 
Father, we pray for our leaders, Lord. We pray for our, our cabinet members as well, Father God, as they take on their new position, Father. And we pray that they'll take on the position, Lord, to do what is right. And Father God, that they'll do it with all their might and all their hearts, but will also with, with guidance and direction, Father, from the Holy Spirit. We pray for their salvation as well. Every member of cabinet, Lord God. Every cabinet member, we pray for their salvation. We pray, Father, they'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. We pray that they'll be led by your Spirit, Lord God, in all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pray, Lord God, for our local and state leaders, Lord God, our governors, our mayors, our, our city officials, Lord God, our police officers, Lord God. We pray for all of them who are in leadership position. Father, they'll not abuse their, their position, Father, but, Lord, that they'll take their position to do what is good that will benefit the people that they serve. Let them know, Father God, they are servants to the people. And let them be mindful of that, Father God, in everything that they do. As they lead this country, as they lead the cities, the towns, and, and the state, Father God, let them know that they are servants of the people. And Father, that you may give them the wisdom to lead this, the, the, the city and states, the towns, that they've been appointed to lead, Father God. We pray for them, Lord. We pray for them daily. We may not always agree with their decisions, but Father, we pray for them anyways. And Father, give us a conviction, Father God, to uphold our leaders, Lord God, and not to criticize. To lift up and not to tear down. Father God, help us to be mindful of Father God that you have the power to shape their hearts. And so Father, we Lift them up to you, Father God, to make them strong leaders, responsible leaders, competent leaders, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We, we praise you, Father God, for hearing our prayers and honoring our prayers tonight. Thank you, Lord God, for being faithful in answering our prayers, Lord God, and letting our prayers come to pass. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. Father, we went up, lift up the career family. Sheena, Corey, Jay, Juan, Kai, Leanne, Briel. I hope I'm pronouncing some of these names but Lord we pray for their salvation we pray for Jeffrey Martin and, and the whole family we pray for the whole Garnett family we pray for the Coppin family as well Lord God the whole family we pray for their salvation we pray that they'll come to know you in a personal way we pray Father that they'll have a holy encounter with you Father God that they'll know that they've been with God that they know that they've been visited by you Lord God we pray for a complete transformation of their lives and in their hearts, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that they come to know you, Father, and be filled with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you. These are names, Father God, that will be added to your, to your book of life. And, Lord, we thank you that they are now members of your kingdom. And we thank you in advance in Jesus' name. And, Father, we pray for Lily. Lily is a young girl.
who's the granddaughter of one of our members of our church, Steve and Cynthia Boulay. Lily's a very young girl. I'm not sure exactly how old she is, but she is in a ventilator. Uh, and um, she's in critical condition. And that's not COVID-related, but I'm not sure exactly the details of it. But we want to lift her up to you. Um, they asked for, for prayer, and so we're going to do that. So if you'll join me as we join our faith together for Lily. Father, we pray for Lily right now. We pray life and the health to her body. Father, you know the diagnosis of her condition. And so, Father, we pray the great physician to come down and begin to perform a miracle in her life. Father, you give her strength in her body and her lungs to be able to breathe on her own. We pray, Father God, that she'll be able to do all the things that, she, that she's done before, Father God. We pray that you uh, strengthen every vital organ in her body, Father, in the name of Jesus. And that you might raise her up from the bed of affliction. Give her life. Hallelujah. Give her health and long life in the name of Jesus. Father God, we claim her. Hallelujah. Healing life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that Lily has a long life ahead of her. Father, we thank you that you have a purpose for her life. And we thank you that something like this will not get in the way of fulfilling your purpose for her life. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, for removing this obstacle, Father God, from her. That she may be able to live a full and long life. And be able to serve you all the days of her life. And with all her heart. And Lord, I thank you as we claim life and health, and restoration, and wholeness, in the name of Jesus. We thank you in advance, Father God, as we stand in agreement. Those that are here, those that are watching by live stream, Father God, we're all joining our faith together, standing and believing upon your word, that she is the heel of God. And we proclaim that today, right now, in the name of Jesus. We declare it in Jesus' name, and we thank you for it, Father. In your precious Son's name we pray, and everyone say, Amen and amen. Well, before we release you, let's worship the Lord with his tithes and our offerings. Uh, those of you who don't have an offering envelope, there's some in the back. You can just go back there and, and receive it and fill out the card. Or you can also visit our website, uh, faithccenter.com. You can also pay your tithes and offerings there. Or you can simply do it by text. Or you simply send uh, uh, your tithes uh, and offerings by mail uh, to... Uh, I forget, uh, oh, 95 Sagamore Road. <laughs> 95 Sagamore Road, Seacong, Massachusetts. Zip code is 02771. And um, you can also do it that way as well. So let's pray for the tithes and offerings. Father, we thank you. And we honor you today, Lord God, as we worship you with our tithes and offerings. We give to you, Lord God, what belongs to you. We honor you with it, Father, in the name of Jesus. So there'll be food in your storehouse. We thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness as we give 